Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. to be uh, church this morning and to see everyone. Um, like Pastor Yaku said, um, I'm married to Angeline. Um, most of you saw her. She welcomed you. Uh, I'm a chemical engineer by profession and I'm one of the worship facilitators at Shofa. Um, the title of my message this morning is Remember Jesus. And it's really an exhortation to, for every one of us to um, to remember Christ as we follow him. Um, if you haven't had a chance to, um, to watch the sermon that Pastor Philip shared, I think, three weeks ago on following Jesus, I would encourage you to, um, to have a look um, at it on, 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 on YouTube and the following sermons as well. So I'll be continuing with uh, kind of the same topic or theme, but focusing on, the, on remembering Christ, remembering Jesus. Um, so, the first question I'm going to pretty, we're going to pretty much ask is, why, why do you remember? Um, I think we have, we've seen so many kids, uh, so many babies this mo- uh, at church here. And it's just a reminder for me that every, from the moment we're born, and I would actually go as far as, as say, from when we're actually conceived, a lot of information was bombarded at us. And we kind of have to... Um, to process that information and try to hold everything together. And the, the way we kind of do it is through memory. God designed us so that we can hold everything we've experienced, everything we have known through that memory. If you had asked me today, this morning, um, to play a guitar, to play, to play a song, for instance, I would have first to recall what game I'm supposed to play in, what are the lyrics of that song. So everything that we do, we, the first act that we have to kind of do, if you think about it, even as you are talking before you say a word or anything like that, you're going to have to remember. So memory is, is, is such a, an important thing in our lives, and God designed it like that. Um, so before um, um, we read some passages, I'm just going to define uh, the memory, uh, the word memory, um, but mostly I'll focus on the biblical point of view and how it was, um, how it is, um, uh, used in the Old Testament and the New Testament as well. Um, so um, the guy, uh, uh, Spencer Jones, uh, he defined it as memory is the act of recalling a person or an event. However, in both the Old and the New Testament, the concept of memory is not limited to cognitive um, um, recall. Rather, remembering something also implies acting in accordance with what is remembered. And it is pretty much like very, very, very true. Um, if you think about it, when we say, um, I remember my father passed away two weeks ago. I mean, two years ago, not two weeks ago. Uh, two, uh, two years ago. It seems like yesterday. Um, and when I remember him, I, I, ju- I just don't remember his name. I don't just remember what he did. I kind of also remember how can I honor him? How can I, re- I remember the things that he, he taught me and everything. So... Um, it's, we shouldn't just look at it in the effect of recalling, but also, um, like uh, John say, um, remembering something also implies like we have to do things in accordance to what is basically remembered. Um, in the Old Testament, English is, is a little bit, um, I would say, poor in terms of vocabulary compared to the Hebrews. When we read the word remember in the Old Testament, whether it's remind or anything like that, it's just remember. But it's, it, it, it held so many different forms, and I'm just going to run through some of them, some forms basically, so that to just give us a certain perspective to what I will share um, later on. Um, the, first, um, uh, the first word that the Old Testament primarily use is zahar, uh, and that will be to remember or to remind. So in this term, um, it's commonly really, um, it was used to in- indicate um, people remembering other people, like, uh, I'm not going to go through all the verses, but I'll just give some references. And, for example, in Genesis 40, um, uh, verse 14, and it could also be used to indicate people remembering events uh, or to remember God's commandment. Um, and since 
whenever they had to remember something, it kind of led, led them to do the right thing. So they remember, but not just for the sake of remembering, but they remember so that they can be led to do the right thing. And that's one of the terms in the Old Testament. The other, terms, um, the other term, um, I don't know if I'm not really Hebrew, so if there are any Hebrews or Jews here, please forgive my, uh, <laughs> my pronunciation. Um, so I just want to basically make the point that it uses different terms. Um, in this case, it meant like memorial or remembrance. Um, it's referred to an object or an event that served as a reminder or memory of an event, basically. So, so various objects or events and sometimes days and even festivals we kind of use as, 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 uh, as memory, basically, um, as a memorial, as a remembrance. The other term is the memory itself or mention. It refers to the mental state of recalling past events. Um, but ideally, generally speaking, God causes the memory of the righteous to preserve and destroy. Uh, um, he preserved the memory of the righteous, but he destroyed the memory of the wicked. Um, I think if you, in the book of Psalms, um, 100, uh, Psalm 111 verse 4. So, so basically, this term also can also mean um, um, a name, like like a reputation of someone. For example, when I remember, I remember David, you don't just remember David, but also his reputation, basically. Um, the memorial, another term again, uh, would be like to, uh, the, the term, the memorial portion, which was a gift that the Israel, the Israelite basically gave this gift as a, um, the gift of, uh, um, the offering of, 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 the memorial portion, basically. And in this, in, in this term, basically, it was part of the grain offering that uh, they burnt, basically, to, at the altar. And peop, they believed that uh, it cre the, the aroma created uh, was pleasing to God. And in a thought, it was almost like a prayer that God will remember them and, and look favor favorably uh, towards them. That was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, basically, the terms also had many different meanings, um, so we sh whenever we, we hear or read about remember in the Bible, we shouldn't just think of one, just one term of recalling, but try to go a little bit deeper and, and see in this term when I read remember, what is the connotation here? What, what, are they trying, what, what did the author trying to, to, to say in, in this particular case? Because um, we, we're all familiar with the fact that Jesus, for example, say, do this in remembrance of me. Um, um, yeah, so um, in the New Testament, I'm just going to read one of them, basically. For example, in the, um, I'm not going to pronounce this word, but I'm just going to say what it, did, it denoted. Um, it was like the action of keeping in mind or thinking of something or someone. It, can also, it could also mean to mention something in the past or the future. So the disciple, the disciple commonly the act of remembering uh, does not, did not really marry, like I've mentioned before, it not really mean to recall, or, or to recall, but it also meant um, uh, acting properly in the present as the memory will, di will, di will dictate. So um, I'm just going to continue again uh, from sharing just to, now that we have a little bit of um, um, a background of, 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 of the term, of the term memory, um, I'm just going to then start like, God does remember. And I will, we will read some passages. Um, he, we didn't start by remembering him. He, he, he remembered us. But when God does remember, it's, I don't think we should compare it or, um, to how we remember because we can forget. God doesn't forget and he doesn't need to be reminded because you know that he's, he's all-powerful. But when God does remember, what does, what, does, what does it mean? So when we read some, we see some biblical passages where it is written that God remembered someone. For example, if you remember Noah, uh, in the book of Genesis, chapter 8, verse 1, if we can just uh, go to the, yes. And it says, God remembered Noah, as well as the wildlife and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God caused the wind to pass over the, the earth, and the water began to subside. And then if you also read, like, when God promised the people of Israel that he'll remember them, you uh, remember the covenant that he made with them in, in Genesis 9. It says, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all the living creatures. Whatever will uh, water will never again become uh, a flood to destroy every creature. And then in Genesis 30, verse, from verse 22, it says that God remembered Rachel. Uh, he listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son, and she said, God has taken away my disgrace. 
she named him Joseph and said, May the Lord add another son to me. And then in, in Judges chapter 16, um, Samson, in this case, when he was about to, you know, um, kill everyone, all the Philippines, uh, he, he called out to the Lord and said, Lord God, please remember me. Strengthen me. God, just once more. With one act of vengeance, let me pay back the Philistines for, the, for, the two eyes, for my two eyes. Samson took hold of the two middle pillar supporting the temple and leaned against them, one of his right hand and the other on his left hand. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. He pushed with all his might, and the temple fell on the leaders and all the people in it. And those he killed in his death were more than those he had killed in his life. So in these instances, um, we see that God's remembrance is linked to him acting in favor, favorably toward his people. God is not really capable of, of forgetting. And in this case, that's what we should um, pretty much like looking at that word as him looking favorably toward us. Um, at the end of this, I will share um, a small testimony about my life and how actually God looked so favorably upon me and my family, basically. Um, in a m tragic way, but he did look, us, uh, he looked at us in a, in a very favorable way. So the first exhortation that I'm going to... Um, can you just move to the next slide, please? Um, so the, the next exhortation that I'm going to, to give us is we should remember that... Um, it's not as though God had forgotten, as I mentioned, and that needed to be reminded of anything, but rather that he honors his promises, his covenant, and our prayers. God does honor our prayer. And God does this by grace alone through Jesus Christ. There is, uh, so next time when we kind of attempted to think that there is anything that we can do or that we can say or that we can, I don't know, try to convince him to try to remember us, just remember, first of all, I'm just going to exhort us to, to remember that God does this by his grace alone and by his will first alone. Uh, and it's not us. We did not start this. He did. Um, and then I'm just going to read the book of Exodus chapter 2. Uh, this is just to give a, a background. This is uh, basically um, when the king of Egypt, Israel, during the Exodus period, when the king, uh, the king of, um, of Egypt died. After a long time, the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned because of their difficult labor, and they cried out. And they cried for help because of the difficult labor ascended to God. God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob. And God saw, that Israel, uh, God saw the Israelites, and God knew. And the NLT version said, he looked down on the people of Israel, and he knew it was time to act. So it's not, it's not that the Israel prayed to God and then God was like, oh, I had forgotten about you. Oh, there you are. I need to act. It says, yeah, it says that God knew that it was time to God. So he knew. He, he, it's not like he didn't, he had forgotten. He knew that it was time to act at, the, at that particular moment. So that's my um, first exhortation for us to basically uh, remember that God does not forget and God does not need to be reminded. And God honors it by his grace through Christ Jesus, his promises to us, He's covenanted with us in our prayers. And God does act favorably, uh, favorably towards his children. He's a good, good father. Um, the second exhortation would be based on, on basically to be, it would be a call for us to remember that God's children must remember God. God's people must remember God. So, um, as people, we have a, this tendency of forgetting quite quickly. Uh, it's not like, like I'm not going to even look far. I'm just going to look, for, for example, at my own life, for example. We tend to forget the people who helped us. And again, I'll share a little bit of my testimony uh, later on. Um, apparently, when we actually do get hold, uh, old, not hold, old, we, apparently we might forget our names quite very soon. Um, and we forget our keys. Uh, I actually almost forgot my keys, uh, my car keys. A lot of time I go, I'm going to the car, but I forgot my keys in my office. So we are very forgetful. We are very forgetful in, in like we are just prone to forget many things. Uh, I sometimes forget to do the right things. I, f I forget to do the things that make my wife happy. And sometimes I forget to do things that, um, that 
I forget not to do things that actually make her sad or upset and anything. Like we just tend this, we have this habit of forgetting. However, the reality that we are prone to forget should never be an excuse for us to actually not to actively remember God and to actually try to seek his face. Um, we shouldn't, because we are humans, does, does not mean that we should now um, on purpose not try to actively remember him in everything that we are currently doing. Um, I'm just going to read, I'm going to look again into the Old Testament and how the memory served as an important part in Israel's faithfulness to God. Um, they, for example, the Israelites, they were usually exhorted by their godly leaders to give thanks to God, to sing to God, to boast in his holy name, to remember him. Um, and if you read uh, David's Psalms in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, I'm not going to read the full passage. I will actually it, um, encourage us to, to read through it when we, we finish with, uh, I mean, after this, if you have time. I'm just going to read the v verse 12 to 15. So in this chapter, David exhorts the Israelites to remember God, which would mean that they would live faithfully as God's people. Um, verse 12, David says, Remember the wondrous works he has done, his wonders and the judgment he has pronounced. You offspring of Israel, his servant, Jacob's descendant, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgment governed the whole earth. Remember his covenant forever. His promise he ordained for a thousand generations. The teachers in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 as well says, um, So remember your creator in the days of your youth. Before the days of adversity come and the years approach when you will say, I have no delight in them. We also observe from the Old Testament scriptures as well that God's people did set up memorials. Remember at the beginning when we looked at that, uh, uh, those terms, one of the terms was memor the, mem the mem memorial. Um, they set up s festivals and pillars of stone sometimes to remind themselves of God's faithful deeds. So they actively did it. Like, I think um, some, one, one was fighting with God. Next thing, when he finished fighting, he put the stone there. I fought with God here and everything. So they, they, they actively did that. And remember also implies um, a present reminder for us to actually exhort other people about Christ as long as we are alive. And I'm going to read this from uh, the book of Peter. Um, um, the uh, first Peter, Peter says, um, I think it is right as long as I am in this bodily tent to wake you up with a reminder. Since I know that I will soon lay aside my tent as our Lord Jesus Christ has indeed made clear to me. I will also make every effort so that you are able to recall these things at the time after my departure. So, this is, this is, again, um, I would say, an exhortation for all of us. I mean, if Peter kind of did this, it's, it's all our, it's my duty, it's your duty, it's everyone's duty to act as a reminder, to remind people of God's faithful deed. And Peter here, I mean, we're talking about people who were suffering. They were living, I mean, most of these people were martyred, like they were, they were flogged, but they still have that duty of, remind, of reminding people of God's, um, of God's faithfulness, God's deed. So my, first, my second exhortation will be, again, I would say that our proneness to forget must never be allowed to be an excuse not to actively remember God. And we have to learn from, um, from the godly people who actually lived before us, Peter, Paul, David, um, to actually set up memorials and to remind ourselves of everything that God has done in our lives. Um, personally, alarms actually do work. Sometimes I actually put alarms for um, uh, 12 o'clock. Just, just remember, just Jesus, literally Jesus, uh, remember God. Like they do work for me. Even sometimes it will, be, it, it will come to me in the times where um, I'm, I'm quite sad or I'm very swamped with work or anything like that. And then that alarm, for some reason, to just bring me back to, to God, just as that reminder. So I'll just um, encourage us as well to, to remember that we, we are to set up 
um, memorials, basically, that will help us to remember uh, Jesus. And third of all, I'm just going to exhort us again to remember that we all have a, a duty to remind others to follow Jesus, to follow Christ. And I think that's not, a, that's not news to if you're a Christian. It is your duty to remind people to follow him. When we will stand before God, we'll not say to him, um, God, mm, I forgot to kind of, I forgot what you said. Or I forgot to do what you told me to do. Or I forgot, I, I forgot that I was supposed to do this. I don't think we'll, any of us will have that excuse. We won't have that because probably, probably, I'm not, I, I don't know, but probably the reply will, will be, you had everything you needed to remember. You had my unforgetting spirit. He was always available anytime you needed him. You had my unfailing written word. You had my faithful servants who always proclaimed and reminded you of my deeds to you. So no, you don't, Marifa, you don't have an excuse not to have forgotten. And that's, we all, all of us standing right here, we'll stand one day before God and, and forgetting is not something that will give him an excuse. That would be an excuse for us not to basically remember him today. Chances are if we actually don't make an effort to actively remember him in everything we do, the chances are we actually probably are not going to be able to follow him properly because, I mean, how am I going to follow someone that I actually don't know or I don't remember? It's going to be very difficult. And that's, I'm speaking as, as Marifa, not, I'm not saying that that's, that's not coming from the word. I would just say like probability chances. Um, and if we look intently at uh, how we do something, we'll see areas in our lives that don't have actually God at, at the center of it. Even those of us who believe that Jesus is my savior, we do have certain areas in our lives that uh, haven't welcomed him fully, haven't surrendered him fully, to him fully. A lot of us actually are uh, probably too, still blind to some aspects of God and actually reject God in some of, some of other aspects. Um, but God is faithful. I'm not saying this as a, as a question to, to bring or crush our hope. God is faithful, and he's the one who started. He called us. I mean, if you think about Paul, um, I, love how, I love how he got converted, um, how Jesus found him. He was killing he was killing Christians. He was persecuting the church. He didn't pray to God, God, come find me on my way. I'm on my way to Damascus to kill your church. Please come find him. Come find me. God saw it was time to act, just the same way as he did with the Israelites. He saw that it was, no, he knew that it was time to, uh, to, to act. And he acted, and he reached out to Paul. So no matter what you may be going through right now, no matter the areas that may, you may feel that you're still blind, that you actually are rejecting God on, I believe this morning that God knows the time and he's going to act and he's faithful. And sometimes what we, our response to him shouldn't, instead of, of just guilt, should be surrender, to surrender to him. And... Um, his love towards us, we sang quite, a, I mean, the songs that we sang were very, very encouraging as well, that God's love never, it never fails. His love towards us never failed, and he's still the same God that acted favorably towards Samson, even though Samson had rejected him, even though he had literally, I mean, disobeyed him. Um, his answer is still the same, is, uh, is the same God who, who transformed Paul, Saul, um, the church persecutor, into Paul, the church planter. And this God of ours is here. And it's the same God who can actually transform us in every area that we think that we, we are not with him, that we haven't even allowed him. It's the same God who is capable of transforming us this morning. So um, he's ready to remember you. And by remembering you, I don't mean he forgot you. I'm just saying like he's ready to act favorably towards you. The question I'm going to ask is, and are, you remember, are you ready to remember him? Are you ready to know him? And I'll just exhort us to, to know him, to remember him. In that same passage, um, in the book of Chronicles, when David was talking to the Israelite, um, the verse 8 of that uh, chapter 16, he um, said that, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, proclaim his deeds among the peoples. So I will, um, again, this is a very, very short exhortation. I'm going to close my exhortation with, um, um, 
with heeding to David's, David's call of proclaiming his deed among the people. So I'm going to proclaim God's deed, what God did in my life among us, among you. Yeah. I'll proclaim um, God's deed by sharing a little bit, a small testimony of, of, of what happened um, with me and to me. Um, it's not, I'm not going to say the whole thing, but I only share part of it for the sake of time. Um, but the purpose of me sharing this is so that I can exhort us to remember and encourage us to remember Jesus in everything. And I will also exalt, exhort us to remember that, that now, not tomorrow, not, not a month from now, that now is a time to worship. Now is the time to invite Jesus to come into our lives. Now is, it, is that time. Because the truth is, we make plans, but we don't know if I'm going to get tomorrow I'll be alive. I actually, we actually do not know. For as much as we would like to know, we would like to believe, in the end, we do not know that. So if there was a time to, to call upon God, to remember him, to tell our friends about him, to tell people about him, it is, it is now. And that is the hope of me sharing this, is so that I can encourage us to, to remember that, that now is the time to, do, to take up our cross and follow him, that now is the time to invite Jesus to come into our heart. Um, so it was in, in 1996, on October 31st, um, we were at home, uh, my mother, father, I've got, uh, I've got six, 15 siblings, um, um, I'm number six, and I'm the fifth child of my, of, 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 of my mom. By, by that time, we were still seven, um, actually eight, if I remember correctly. Uh, we're sitting in the sitting room, and then um, there were some soldiers that just came and uh, told, warned my, my father that there was war coming, and we had to run away, basically. And I'm from Congo, the eastern part of Congo. Um, so we packed everything. Uh, we packed food, rice, beans, put it in the car. Two, uh, there were two jeeps. My sister was, went in the, in the first jeep, and then we, were, we followed behind. And I was at the back uh, next to food. I really love eating. Um, <laughs> so when we traveled, we reached to a point where we were in almost like a mountainous area, and there was some people with RPGs, and they shot at our car. Um, my sister, of course, they, they got saved. I mean, they went through easily. They didn't, uh, the, the rockets didn't get to them because they went far ahead of us. But our car, basically, we pretty much like we're driving like this way, and then we, next thing we found out, uh, like the car literally just turned, uh, tipped over. I don't remember much of what happened or how everything went out. I just remember the food, all that food that I love so much. I was six years old. Everything was literally on top of me. I don't remember exactly um, how it got there, um, but when I gained a little bit of consciousness, I saw um, my cousin, uh, one of my cousin, um, my late cousin at the moment, he had received the, the impact of the RPG on his head, basically. So you can just imagine uh, it was pretty much like bleeding quite a lot, and he was trying to help me take the, the bags out, but he couldn't. So my father came and just pushed them aside, and then it's like, uh, and, and he took he took the bags off of me. On my wedding day, on the twenty on the twentieth, uh, just parenthesis, I came to find out because my my dad did. We never really spoke about this, but my dad ended up sharing that um, apparently my mother was calling out for me. That's actually how they discovered I was actually missing because my mom was calling, "Where's Marifa? Where's Marifa?" and everything like that, and then. That's when my dad came to, um, um, to, to help me and to save me from, uh, from my food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as soon as we, uh, I, got, I got out of the car, I just went straight to my mom who was sitting. Um, it was a mountain and she was sitting like this side. And I'm just going to image side. She was sitting right there and I was literally holding on to her. So I heard them arguing, my mom and my dad, like egging, I don't know what they were egging literally about. Everything just happened so fast. But the people who shot at us were basically coming down. Um, one of our uncle broke his arm and he was basically sitting on the other side. I don't know if he had lost consci consciousness, I do not know. Um, but the soldiers who shot us basically came down there and they started asking for, for money. 
they started asking, like, no, give us money. And my mom would tell them, but we're in the war. We do, where are we going to get the money from? We don't have any money. We, you, can, you can take everything you want. This is everything that we had over there. I, at that point, I actually don't know where my dad went, whether he, he was unconscious or I do not know where he went. I can't really remember. I don't have that memory. And unfortunately, I couldn't really ask him because we, don't really talk, we didn't talk about it. Um, but all I just remember is that that conversation, uh, I didn't, um, I'd never forgot that conversation between the soldier and my mom and around that area there. So he, he, he just started, he's, it's like my mom knew that she was going, what was going to happen next. So the guy started charging his AK-47, he just started charging it. And my mom just told him, uh, just before you do whatever you want to do, just remember just, I mean, just wait. Wait for me to pray for my, uh, for my kids. Just wait for me. And she was not, uh, I remember she was not nervous. She was not, she was not sad whatsoever. In fact, the day before, my uncle tells me that she went to visit her mom and the sisters and, and told them goodbye for some reason. It's like she was celebrating she's leaving this world for some reason. It's, it's as if she knew. That's what my uncle tells me. I, I wasn't really there. Um, and apparently he would tell my youngest brother, she would tell my youngest brother um, uh, was one, wasn't really talking yet, when he was crying. Ibrahim, stop crying. Why would you cry like that? Is this how you're going to be crying when I'm going to be gone? Or something like that. That was like the weeks coming to that. So anyways, the soldiers, for some reason, the soldier listened to her. And those people were quite cruel, like during the war. I mean, certain things were very, very cruel. That's some things that we kind of saw there. It was super cruel. How, for me, that, that, that was the first miracle that I saw there that it was kind of a little bit supernatural for me. How she, that man just literally waited for her to pray before he did whatever he had to do. My mom prayed for us. She blessed us. And I was on their left, and she just told me, Kumbuka Yesu. In Swahili, that means remember Jesus. She's the one who um, introduced me to singing. She was, she was singing and um, serving the Lord. And she told me, yeah, just, just don't forget. Remember to serve God. Whatever that meant, I actually don't know. I was, I was six years old. I mean, what I'm supposed to know about serving God. But as far as I'm concerned, consciously speaking, I think that's the time when I, I think I, I kind of inquired about this Jesus at, at that time. As far as I can remember, that's when I became a Christian. I think. Um, I don't really, I wouldn't really be sure, but that's the time where I remember taking God pretty much like seriously. So she prayed, and when she finished, and those people just started shooting, just started shooting at her, and I was literally holding on her. I do not know how, I don't know how I was not, in no bullets caught me or anything like that, but um, they finished and then they left. Um, my dad appeared out of, Somewhere again, I don't remember what happened to him because my memory again. I think I set up a memorial for only that that area between my mom and her. So my dad woke up and he just it was really numb. He screamed as much as he could for help or anything like that. My mom was gone and he couldn't leave her alone there. So he asked us to leave. So it was my brother, uh, my cousin, and the cousin that I just told you about, the one who got uh, hit by a rocket. He just told us to go, because if we stay together, we, chances are we're probably going to die, all of us, basically. So we, and he stayed with my mom. Uh, I later on find out that uh, he, uh, he buried her at the same place over there. Um, so we went to, uh, we just started walking. I do not know where we were going. We just started walking. Um, I, we walked. <laughs> I just can't even, yeah, we walked. We just started walking. From, we... We got to the point where um, my little sister, the one who's, uh, who's following me, she was, I think, three years old. And the guy who got shot is the one who was carrying, carrying her. And we saw a church, an old, um, a Catholic church. And he dropped us by the door, and, and that was it. And he, 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 lost, he lost his life uh, from there on. It came to us that he, he died. So we were basically, he was only, he was 17, I think, and all of us were kind of young. My brother was eight, and I was six, and my sister was, was, was three. Um, we got into that church, and the, the priest, um, the Catholic priest, basically adopted us. Um, 
and after after a while, my dad um, uh, my dad's friends recognized us, and I think I'm just gonna stop there. My dad's friends recognized us, and then uh, somehow we we're playing by the yard. Somehow that man who knew my dad somehow managed to recognize. Me. I know these kids, and that's how we ended up uh, reconciling with. There's a lot of that happened between then and and now, but uh, I wanted to just share this part of that story uh, for two or three reasons. Um, the, the first one is um, this, this lady, my mother, who um, she feared God so much that even unto her death, she, the, the thing that was in her mind wasn't, um, I want to see my kids graduate. Or, and by the way, she was 20, 29 years old when she died. She never reached 30. Um, she didn't think about the future of how she's going to reach 50. All she was thinking about, first of all, was to pray and bless us. And second of all, to remind me to, to remember Jesus and everything like that. So that for me was a memorial. Her thoughts, this thought of her was basically a memorial. She gave up almost her life to try to save. And this story is not something, it happened to me. Not to, I'm not like saying something that I heard. It's literally true. And, all my seven, 15 other siblings can testify to this. Um, and the second reason was, um, was God, well, that was the first reason, actually. Um, God's, God's, God's favor upon us. That cousin of mine, his name was Bisimwa. I never really knew about him. I, didn't, I never, I, I, we didn't know. Like, I just, one thing that I remember about him when I think of him was the fact that he lived his life. He never got to reach 20 years old. His job was literally, he was hit by a rocket, he was supposed to die right then. But his job was almost to get us to that church, uh, to shelter, and then, and then God took him and everything. And the people that God, God used people to basically get us to where we are. I don't think it's so that I could just now start enjoying my life and be this engineer or, or anything like that. I don't think that's the reason. For the same reason, I believe that it's, it, is, it has always been for the same reason for us to remind people of Jesus. It has always been for the same reason. And the third reason um, why I wanted to share this part is that priest. I don't know his name. I don't remember him. All I just remember about him is it was this white guy with beard. That's all I remember. I don't remember his name. I do not remember what it, where he came from. I just know today now that I've grown up now, I remember that that man probably left his home in Switzerland, whatever it was, to come here and, and be a missionary to this Africans or anything like that. I don't know if he's dead, but I don't even know that he knows what happens to us when we left. But he obeyed God at some point when God told him, go, leave your place and go, to, go, go, be, um, go be a missionary in Africa somewhere there. So, and I just wanted to exhort us, honestly speaking, to remember that not every deeds that we do today, you may help a poor person today. He, he doesn't have to come back to you and say that, look, I'm here now because you helped me. Chances are you'll never see the people that you, you preach to. You'll never see the people that you remind about Jesus. You'll, it's a possibility. It, it happened to that old man that I don't even remember, that priest that I remember his name. It happened to them. And, that's, um, and I just wanted to testify again. And just like David says, give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Proclaim his deeds among, among the people. I know that each and every single one of us have got testimony of God's good deed in your life. Don't, I don't think we should keep quiet about it. I think we should tell of God's good deeds to people. We should share. We should testify of God's goodness. Um, I'm just going to basically, Pastor Yaku is going to, um, to come forward. And if you've never given up, if you've never given your life to Jesus, or even if you have and you really want to start... Um, to following him more, for as much as we are going to pray for you, but in the end, God designed you so that you can be free to make a decision yourself, to say that, Lord, I'm going to follow you. Lord, I'm going to remember you actively. I'm going to create these memorials and reminders to remind myself of you. I'm going to dedicate my life and know that it, even if I die tomorrow, I want to be able to today to say that I reminded people about you, that I remembered you. So that's, um, yes, that's, that's my testimony. And I'm going to share 
I'm going to minister small about with uh, with the songs which I've prepared with uh, some lyrics um, before um, Pastor Yaku. If you can just, uh, I'm just going to sing first, and then Pastor Yaku just continue from there.
Thank you, Lord, for this encouragement, Lord, and thank you that this morning we can remember your sacrifice. We can remember the the price that you paid that we may have life. The price that you paid, Lord, that we can be here right now, that we can have breath in our lungs, Lord, that we can have enjoy life. That we are able to know you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you took upon yourself, upon you put upon Jesus the price that we had to pay. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you took every sin and our shame and our pain, every sickness, every curse you carried on the cross on our behalf. As every eye is closed, just stay in prayer. If, if you're here this morning, and maybe you did have some connection with the Lord at one point. Maybe you've never chosen to follow Him. I believe this morning the Father... Our Father God is extending an invitation to you to come and follow Him. He's giving us an opportunity to turn away from our sin and to turn to follow Him as Savior, to lay down our lives, to lay down all control and to follow Him as Lord and King, to repent of our sin to choose to follow Him. And if that's you this morning, if you want to do that, if you want to choose today to follow Him as King and Lord, and if you're ready to repent of your sin and to turn from life like as you know it and to turn and follow Him, it would be my privilege, it would be our privilege to pray with you this morning. So if you, while every eye is closed, won't you raise your hand briefly if you today feel you want to make that decision. You want to follow Him. Is it, if there's anybody, if you could just briefly raise your hand, I'd love to pray with you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that this morning, even as Marifa was saying, would we remember your sacrifice, Lord? of us can stand here with the revelation again that it's a miracle that we are alive. But that you have not only gave us, you didn't only give us life for us to enjoy life, but also that we might share the life that you've given us, Lord. And I pray for each one of us now, that you'd remind us of your promise, that you'd remind us of your faithfulness, and all that we would, that you'd remind us of your the mandate that you've given us, Lord. I see it's just some of us here that God wants to remind us of the call for which He's called us, the high call to follow Him, to make disciples of nations, to share the love of Christ to remind us of promises that some of us have forgotten about to remind us of dreams and visions some of us from when, from long ago but the, the seeds of destiny that he has put in our hearts from many years ago he wants to remind us that he's called us by name and he's called us to follow him and he's called us to make disciples he's called us to to build His kingdom, to seek His kingdom first. Father, and I pray even now, right now, Holy Spirit, that You'd stir, You'd remind us, Lord, of your, your, not only Your sacrifice, but also Your command. And that this morning, that You'd empower us again by Your Spirit, Lord, to live in obedience to Your call, to live in obedience to what You've called us to do as we follow You, God. 
as we go from this place, Lord, I pray that you'd empower each one of us again to be salt and light, Lord, in every place you call us to be, every community, every household, every classroom, every workplace, every place where you call us to walk, Lord, that we would be salt and light, that we would minister to those that you've put around us, that we would share the love of Christ, that we would walk in obedience to the call for which we've been called, God, in the name of Jesus. Even this week, Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes to see the harvest around us that is ready. I pray that you'd stir our hearts with compassion to share the love, the life that you've given us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And may this word have good fruit in our lives, Lord, and through our lives, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just have a sense that um, um, if you want to specifically respond to something that the Holy Spirit has ministered to you this morning, please be bold. Come to the front. We'd love to pray with you. The thing I specifically have in my heart that um, some of us here that have, that God has given us something and He has called us and He has spoken to us maybe and, has, and it's something that you've neglected or you've forgotten about. And I feel this morning there's an invitation to, to, to respond to that. So Lord, I remember and I want to I ask for your help that I might walk in obedience to what you told me to do. So if that's, the, if that's you, please come to the front. We want to pray with you. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.